Isaac stood in front of a hand-lettered sign, Danger, Extreme Fire Hazard, Enter at Your Own Risk. He waved Danielle's car forward. She pulled up even with him, suddenly self-conscious about her manicured nails, her highlighted hair, her bright yellow car. She was nothing fancy, but to him, she would look like a canary in a mine shaft. She pressed the button to crack her window. The passenger's side window rolled down. Embarrassed, she fumbled to roll it up and roll down her own. Isaac crossed his arms and waited. He leaned over enough that his face was even with hers. Good morning, ma'am. What brings you to Tipple's Gap? His voice sent chills up her spine, like when a possum walks over your grave. She still thought of him with the squeaky, cracking voice of a teenage boy, but he was definitely not a child anymore. She looked at him through dark sunglasses. Just visiting. I'm sorry, ma'am. Tipple's Gap is closed to all but residents and emergency personnel. I'm going to have to ask you to turn around and head back to wherever you came from. He didn't recognize her. How did he not know her? She knew every inch of him, every freckle, every tick. Had she changed so much? You're not press, are you? He leaned in a little closer. We don't need a bunch of looky-loos taking pictures of our misfortune, if you know what I mean. I do, she said. A smile played at the corners of her mouth. She pushed her sunglasses to the top of her head and looked him in the eye. And I'm not. Hate those looky-loos. Isaac squinted at her. Danny? By the look in his eyes, she wasn't the only one feeling the shock. His knees buckled under him, and despite his training to remain impassive, he sank to a squat. Is that you? Danielle, she said. Hi, Isaac. He reached a hand out to steady himself on her door. Cripes, I never thought we'd see the likes of you around here again. I suppose you're here to help your mom move out? He was close enough she could feel his breath, smell his deodorant, the same brand he'd used in high school. She couldn't think. Yes, or to help Kelly help her. That's good. Real good. He looked toward town. She has a lot on her plate. Kelly, I mean. She slid her sunglasses down over her eyes again. Eye contact was so overrated. I imagine you do, too. He shooed something off his neck. Where are you moving your mom to? Up the road. Maybe to the high-rise if they've got room. Mom doesn't want to leave the hills. Feel the same way myself. I'll take any job I can get, as long as it's in anthracite coal country. Isaac cleared his throat. Glad you're here. And some advice. Avoid the ridge. If the fire's gonna hit, it'll hit there first. If you've got any problems, I'm around. Don't bother with 911. They've shut down service for these parts. Kelly's sharing duty at the Hosey now, with only one other firefighter and the chief. But I guess you knew that. Danielle should have known, but she didn't. She and Kelly didn't talk much these days. They hadn't in years. Lately, their conversations had been all about mom, about the fire. There simply wasn't time to learn about her baby sister's life. She put her finger on the window button. May I? 
He stood, stretching slowly to his full height. He nodded. Stay clear of the ridge. As she drove away, she couldn't help watching him in her rearview mirror. Isaac Ritter, sheriff's deputy just like he'd always planned, and the only boy she'd ever really loved. Well, he wasn't a boy anymore, and she'd given up any right to love him the minute she left town without saying goodbye.